You're listening to episode 74 of the Welcome to the Juggle podcast with Liz Heron. This is Welcome to the Juggle, the podcast for women who have a lot of balls in the air. I'm your host, Liz Heron, and I created this podcast to provide you with real world, tangible tips and inspiration so you can juggle it all with ease and less effort while having more fun and making sure you don't drop the most important ball yourself. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's jump in. Hello, jugglers. How are you this weekend or this week? (laughs) Whenever you're listening to this, how are you? I hope you're doing well. I am recording very early in the morning. My voice might be a little bit scratchier. Um, and also I haven't had my full cup of coffee, so I'm a, a little confused about what day it is. <laughs> but I am super excited about this um, this episode because it actually was inspired by episode 72. So if you haven't listened to that, where I talk about how to create a done time routine, this episode actually came to me while I was recording it because one of the things I talk about in that episode was, you know, I've got all these strategies in that episode about what to do to transition at the end of your day. So you've got your done time, which is the time that you're done with work each day, and then how to make that transition at the end of the day, especially if you're working from home. And one of the things that I talk about in that episode is like, hey, I'm going to give you all these strategies. None of them work unless you actually stop working at the end of your day. So when done time comes, you have to actually stop working (laughs) for all these uh, strategies to work. And that got me thinking was like, oh, you might need a little help with, okay, but how do I stop working? Like, great, I can do, I can implement these, these ways to transition at the end of my day, but I'm still picking up my phone or I'm still answering texts or I'm still going back to email, like whatever it is. And so in recording that episode, it really became clear that I needed to talk about how do you stop working when it comes to done time, right? You hit your done time. Now what? Okay. You've done your transitions, but maybe, you know, your manager, your boss, your colleagues are still texting you, or you are still feeling that pull. (laughs) We've all been there, right? That pull back to the computer, that pull to our phone to answer emails or texts or work on one little thing. And so we're going to talk about that today, about what are some things that you can do to stop working at the end of your day? Because I think, especially in the last 18 months, we've worked from home. We've now folks are working remotely or there's a hybrid schedule. It can be really difficult to turn that off. So let's talk about how to do that. So the first thing that I'm going to say is you need to set work hours. Get really clear on what are the hours that you're working. And I know that like there's a lot of flex right now and it could be something where, oh, you know, you're going to take two hours off to, you know, attend to your kid's school event, but then you're going to wake up the extra two hours later or whatever it is, right? I want you to kind of look at like, let's just say for the next week, look at your next week and set your work hours for each day. What are the hours that you're going to be working? And after you've done that, after you know what your done time is for each day, because again, your done time can change. That's totally, um, (laughs) 
doable, allowed, I'm going to say. Um, but that's just the thing that's going to happen, right? There are going to be days when you might stop working earlier, or like I said, there might be something where you're working a little bit later because, you know, something in the morning, whatever it is, you get to decide. This is all about you and what works best for you. So set your work hours, look at your, look at your calendar and really look at what are the days, what are the hours that you're going to be working each day and pick your done time. So if you're listening to this, even if you're listening to this on like a Thursday or a Friday, right? That's fine. Or what, like whatever, whatever day you're picking, start today. What's going to be your done, done time for today? What are your work hours for tomorrow? Right. And go through it. And then put that on your calendar, put the hard stop, whatever your done time is, put that on your calendar so that you have it as a block, right? And mark it as busy. Because what happens is people will, you know, it's like things move around. I totally get it. But putting that on your calendar is a way to remind yourself that you've got a stop there, right? We're looking at our calendars all the time to see what do we have to do next? Being able to have that done time block, boom, right there on your calendar is super helpful. Now you can put it for a, you know, like just a little 15 minute block. So that it's just a reminder to you that it's done. You could put 30 minutes. Um, maybe that's the time that, you know, you're going to straighten up your office or like kind of finish up last minute things. And then, you know, at the end of that block, that's your done time. Or you can, I've done this on certain days where I've taken, you know, my done time is going to start at five o'clock from 5 PM to like 7 AM the next day. I just block my calendar off. I'm just like, whoop, that's done time. I know in my mind, that no work is happening in that time. So work with your calendar, but really put it on your calendar. So wherever it is that you're putting your appointments and you're tracking your day or whatever it is, put that there. Um, the next thing is to communicate that to people, tell people, right? Studies have shown that like the best way to stay on track or to hit goals or to like, you know, um, is, is just be accountable. So telling your partner, right? Telling your kids, telling your team, communicating this out to the folks that you work with. Hey, after 6 p.m., I'm not going to be reachable until 8 a.m. the next day. I'm not going to be answering texts or emails, right? And there might be some pushback on that, or there might be what if it's an emergency, right? And you can kind of decide for those things. But a lot of times, I mean, let's be honest, like, are there emergencies, (laughs) Right. We always say like, what if there's an emergency, but there really isn't. So communicating that to folks, letting them know, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this thing. It's called done time. Here's how it works. This is what it means for you. You're not gonna be able to reach me unless it's an emergency. I won't be answering emails. I'm not going to be working on those things. Okay. And again, you are allowed to set those boundaries. I know that like, I'm sure what's coming up for a lot of people is this idea. It's like, oh, but I can't, I can't tell them that, you know, it's like, oh, they pay me or I'm not paid hourly. I'm paid salary. So that means I have to be on the clock 24 seven. No, it doesn't. Your salary is based on (laughs) still on a 40 hour work week. So your time is your own. You don't owe anyone that. So I just want to reiterate that in case your brain's starting to, to, to give you some pushback. Another great thing to do, and this goes along with the calendaring, is to set an alarm. So yes, you've got it on your calendar, but sometimes, I don't know, if you're like me, those little pop-ups about your next appointment or whatever come up and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Especially if it's not like an actual meeting with another person, you're much more likely to just kind of dismiss it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But setting an alarm, an actual alarm that's going to go off when you're when it's your done time is super helpful. Here's another little trick. Put it somewhere outside of where you're working. <laughs> so I've done this at times where I've set an alarm up in my bedroom. So my office is on the first floor, my bedroom's on the second floor. I've set an alarm for my done time in my bedroom so that while if I'm working in my office and I hear that alarm going off, it's going to force me to get up, go upstairs. One, it's going to force me to kind of remember like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Where's that coming from? I immediately blame somebody else in the house. I'm like, oh, who's doing that? <laughs> oh, right. It was me. I did that. <laughs> But right, and I'll, I, it, there is a moment of that, like my brain switches into like, what, what is happening? And then I've got to go find the alarm and turn it off. But at that point, I'm like, right, it is done time. And then I'm kind of, it, I'm much more apt to follow through with that. So set an alarm, hide it somewhere in your house so that you know that you're done for the night. And um, another way that's really helpful to stop working at the end of the day, and this is something that I did when I was working uh, in corporate was to have a separate phone for work, um, emails and work texts, because we are just so trained (laughs) to pick up our phone when we're bored or to pick up our phone, like just right. We're always picking it up. I know one of the hardest things for me to do is, is to just do one screen at a time, right? No, no watching a movie and with my phone in my hand or no watching TV with the phone in my hand. It's a struggle. I'm, it's something I'm presently working on, <laughs> but it's real, right? That urge to pick up the phone. And so even if you're somebody who doesn't want to work after you're done time, but you're watching TV and you go to pick up the phone, all of a sudden you're scrolling through work emails, right? Because it's just part of that, that loop, that habit. And so I recommend getting a separate phone if you can. Um, a lot of times companies will pay for your phone, um, and so I remember when I worked, um, in corporate, I was like, oh no, I've got a phone and like, what they'll do is they'll maybe pay a portion of it or whatever. But, um, it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I am going to take that second phone. And what I would do is all the work emails, all the work texts went to that phone. And for me, it was like 7 PM at 7 PM, that phone went into my work bag. It went, it was basically out of sight. It went somewhere else. And I didn't look at it until the next morning. And so it was a really great way. Look, I was still picking up my other phone, right. And playing games on it and going through Instagram and texting with friends, but I wasn't doing work stuff. And I think there's a a really clear distinction there, especially if you're somebody who is burnt out or on your way to burnout having that separation is critical. So having a second phone that you put away at a certain time, turn off at a certain time, right? That's really, really helpful. Another way to use your phone to part, as you know, to work with you instead of against you is to create app time limits. So if there are certain apps that you know that you use for work or that you go into, or that you just want to limit, go ahead and put in a screen time, um, limit on those. It can be, I think you can do it by time, like time of day. And you can also do it by amount of time. I did this during, um, the beginning of the pandemic when I was kind of doom scrolling a lot on Twitter and I noticed it was taking a real toll on my mental health. And I actually reached out to Tyler and I was like, Hey, we need, I need 
your help with this. So he actually put in the code for the screen time. So if I wanted more screen time on Twitter, say, right. So I set a time for it. And when I got to my time at the end of my time, if I wanted more time to doom scroll, I would have to go to Tyler and say, Hey, can you put in the code for more time? And just doing that really helped me see one, how much time I was using on it. And B, it really made me kind of ask myself, like, do I really need more time? Like, am I in the middle of something like an article? Like if I was in the middle of an article that I was reading, maybe, but even then I'd be like, "Mm, I could probably come back to that tomorrow. Doing that really helps to just raise your awareness of whether or not you really need to be doing this. If this is really, really important, right? It just gets you to ask that question. Take that moment. So putting uh, apps or apps limits, <laughs> app limits, putting screen time limits on your apps is another key one. Again, just building in these things to help you build your muscle because that's all these is. I don't, I don't want you to think of these as, oh, I'm so weak that I can't keep away from my phone. Of course you can't, <laughs> but they're designed that way, right? Like it's really hard to just go cold turkey on certain things. And so I don't want you to, you know, create some story that you're not able to do this. And now you have to do these kind of like baby steps. We all have to do them. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in figuring out what works best for you. Okay. So taking these things, these tips, using them, using the transition things that I talked about in episode 72, right? These are all just ways that you're figuring out what works best for you. Okay. And there's no, there's no right or wrong, right? Some people are able to just like put the phone down. Some people aren't right. Some people need to have reminders about done time, right? It's just like, this is just something that you're not used to doing. And so you're just going to need to figure out ways to make it work for you. That's all. Um, so you've got your screen time on your apps and on your maybe different computer things. There's so many different ones. And of course I didn't write any of them down, but, um, if you just Google like screen time limits or screen time apps, um, a lot of times I think they're under like productivity as well. They're there. Right. And you can just do the screen time thing right on your, on your phone. Super, super easy. We do it for the kids too, on certain apps that we don't want them on. They get like one minute, <laughs> to like scroll their TikTok really fast or like, you know, it's a great way um, right. To provide limits for your kids in the way that it's like, Oh, you know, I want to make sure that my kids aren't on their phone during the school day. Okay, great. So I can put a screen, I can put a, a limit there, right. So that they can't use certain apps between eight thirty and three, right. It's just like, if we're doing it for our kids, we kind of have to parent ourselves that way too. And we do it because it works. Um, another thing to do in the way of keeping your team informed, right? There's shortcuts that you can create for text messages or um, emails. So putting an out of office on your emails at your done time is another huge thing, right? You're communicating to your team that, Hey, I'm not answering emails. Like if, you know, I've received this email after hours, I'm not checking email until whatever time that you'll decide. Um, you'll answer as soon as possible after that. And this is a great because I don't know about you, but I've had bosses who will do a lot of like emails on the weekend and they'll say things like, oh, I don't expect you to answer emails on the weekend, but they're still sending you emails on the weekend. And then following up first thing, (laughs) 
Monday morning. Hey, where are we with this? And it's like, oh, I thought I wasn't supposed to answer emails on the weekend. But now you're asking to follow up for an email that you sent on the weekend. (laughs) Right? So one of the things that would have saved me a little bit of a, a headache on that possibly is to just do it out of office. So whether it's a weekend, whether it's just every night at your done time, creating an out of office message that just says that you've received the email, that you're not answering emails, but that you're going to get to it when you get back to, you know, back to work on Monday at whatever, or tomorrow at whatever. And this is just something so that it's communicating again, that boundary, but you don't have to do anything. It's not like you have to check your email and let them know about it. You're just going to put on an out of office that immediately goes out whenever you get an email after your done time. I'm telling you, that's a game changer. That's a huge one. And you can also do that with texts. So just like my phone sends out a text when I'm driving, it says I'm not receiving messages right now. There's a way that you can do that in the phone for other times and other, you can, you can set up different events for that. You can set up different shortcuts so that if somebody texts you, right, let's say you don't have your separate phone thing set up, somebody texts you and you can just quickly, you know, I think there's ways that you can put like, oh, if you type one and hit enter or whatever, like it'll send the whole message, different things like that. Or like you can call it an out of office or whatever, right? Type in zero, oh, 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 and it'll send the message. But something that just lets people know, hey, I've got this. I'm not checking. Like this is an automatic message. I'm not checking right now. Um, And then maybe if there's an emergency thing to let them know what to do. But Again, just keeping that communication open, letting people know, but in a way that you're not having to answer those emails all the time. It's just happening for you, right? It's like this little virtual assistant that you've got, this automated assistant. Um, so I think those are the, the key ones. And I think partnering those with the transitions that I talked about in episode 72 are key. That's really going to help you establish that done time and really build that muscle. And I say build that muscle because this is something that's going to take time. So I don't want you to think like if the first week, I don't know, something happens, you don't stick to it, whatever, that it's a lost cause. It's not. You're just building a muscle. Just like when you go to the gym, you start with a five pound weight and you work your way up, right? And so give yourself some time, give yourself some grace. You could do this. I'm telling you by implementing these strategies with those other ones from episode 72, this is going to go a long way to helping you create boundaries, keep boundaries, recover from burnout, prevent burnout, and really get your time back, right? So that you have more time for the things that you love to do, that you want to do. All right, my friend, that's all I have for you this week. I hope you have an incredible week and I hope that you will put some of these strategies into place and let me know if they work. You can always email me at hello at lizheron.com or you can DM me on Instagram because I'm always over there as well. Okay, friends, have a great week. I will talk to you next week. People pleasing is so 2020, among hopefully many other things. As we move into a new year, let me help you move into a new you as well. With coaching tailored to your needs, I will help you get over the people-pleasing behaviors that have you feeling done before you've even gotten started. There's so much that you could be doing with so much less effort. Just head over to lizheron.com slash work with me and pick the coaching package that works for you. Together, we can reclaim your time and have you crushing your goals in 2021. 
I hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to subscribe and share with a fellow juggler. I'm Liz Heron. See you next time.